Hello, and welcome back to Please Watch This With Me. I'm Jordan. <laughs> I'm Ian, sorry. <coughs> Ian just choked on something. Tea. So, what movie did we watch this week? <sighs> the Prestige. Yes, this was Ian's pick. Definitely one of my favorite movies of all time. Not to sound, you know, biased right off the bat, but... Can I ask you why it's your favorite movie? Why? It's just... Or one of them, I guess. Uh... It's not that I'm super into magic or anything, but magic's cool, right? Everyone can agree that magic is a cool thing. and It's fun to watch magicians do their thing and all. It's fun to watch these magicians. It's not fun to watch the magician <laughs> at the fair we went to that one time. Wait, what? What fair? You do not remember us going to the fair oh and I got called up on stage? I have pictures of this. <laughs> But you didn't remember. I didn't. I've forgotten about I that. I got like a magic wand and everything. It, it was really embarrassing. It, it was. It wasn't a big crowd though, so. No. The crowd. The crowd was there for the midget wrestling, but sort, <laughs> sort of thinned out. This was a real fair, you guys. I promise. <laughs> the wrestling was really cool though. I was. I enjoyed that. I also enjoyed the magic show, as bad as it was. Uh, but you know, kudos to that guy for chasing his. It career. was enjoyable in its own way. Yeah. For its own reasons. Do you still have that wand? Uh, probably somewhere. Up in like a box in the closet somewhere. Never to be seen again. Right. Well, I do want to say one thing before we move on to the prestige. Okay. Um, regarding the card game that they were playing in the Titanic, alright? I had forgotten. I had forgotten that he said he, he had, a, he had a, a full house, right? That, that should have took me off that it was definitely 100% poker. Regardless of the fact that he said poker, I didn't believe him when he told the classy people he was playing poker. I tried to find out what game, what, what poker variant they were playing. Couldn't do it. I looked at a couple different poker uh, forums with conversations Why did you? of people who've played, you know, all kinds of poker their whole lives. They're, they, they talk about it on the Why specific can't you just accept that I was right about this thing? Because this was such... It was such a weird version of poker. They were, they were passing cards to each other. I mean, you say that, but are you sure? Yes. They were, say, they, they were saying it in the, in the forum thing I was reading, too. In the threads I was looking at. They were talking about... I saw one... I saw one name, he, it, was, it was called Anaconda, but that was a seven card draw game, but it had similar rules, but they were doing five cards and moving on. I just, I just wanted to say that. So the prestige begins with, we have a shot of, I mean like 20 top hats. Yeah. Uh, they're just like sitting in the grass somewhere or like in a forest. And um, Michael Caine, I think his character's name is Cutter. Cotter. Cotter? Okay. I mean, it's... John Cutter, but they they all pronounce it Cotter, I think. Okay. Uh, he's doing a voiceover and he's explaining the three parts of a magic trick um, while he's, like, disappearing a bird mm -hmm. in front of this little girl. And It's a really cool intro, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, and he's talking about the three parts of the magic trick. The part one is the pledge. Uh, which is where the magician shows you something ordinary. Part two is the turn, where he like does the, the trick. And then like the third part is the prestige, where there's a twist. Mm -hmm. And you see Hugh Jackman drowning in his... Yeah, um, yeah, we see uh, 
Robert Angia, who's played by Hugh Jackman, and his stage name is The Great Danton. Um, and he goes under the big shocky thing. Why are you laughing at me? That's what it is. It's like that that ball that like teachers have in like the science classroom that like you put your hand on and like your hair stands up. I mean, but like upside down. It's a Tesla coil. <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure, but but this is what it is. I, I used to have um, the one, it would shoot like the pink little electrified rays and it would be on the glass and you could touch it and it would all, like all the electricity would focus on your finger through the glass. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Yeah, I had one of those. Cool. Played with it all the time. Never died or anything, so thanks Tesla. Those were like right after lava lamps were cool. These things were cool. <laughs> It didn't last very long. <laughs> no, I remember them. I remember like you would touch yeah. them and it would all go to your finger. Mm-hmm. Angia is trying to do the disappearing trick, but because we don't know how the trick works yet, we just see him fall through the trap door into the tank of water. And it looks like this other guy is just watching him drown. Mm-hmm. Which I mean... Th- the guy's Christian Bale. Yes. Playing Alfred Borden, like the milk company. I don't know if there's a connection there, but... And then we start getting into all the weird, complicated timelines. Um, So in, like, present time, Christian Bale is on trial for murdering Hugh Jackman. uh, And we learn that they're, like, big rivals. And and we learn that the little girl who we saw Connor earlier is Borden's daughter. And then we see the trial... which doesn't go well for Borden, and he's, like, facing execution. Um, And Borden's in jail, and this guy comes to him, and he's trying to buy his secrets. Uh, Like, the secret of the transported man, mostly. Mm -hmm. And Borden refuses, and the guy threatens that he's gonna do something to his daughter. It wasn't clear to me... What he was saying was going to happen to the daughter. I think pretty much that she would just end up in an orphanage and she's okay. getting left out to drive in. He doesn't want that to happen. So he's considering right. the money. But that would give up his biggest secret ever. <laughs> Th- that's your job is like, so, so Jordan, what do you do for a living? Uh, I like hassle magicians and try to buy their secrets. <laughs> Mostly ones who are on death row and have nothing else going for them. And he's the one who gives Borden Angia's diary. And then we see Angia in Colorado. Oh, that's when he first gets there. Right. Yeah. Uh, and he's um, he's on a train, like, going through the mountains, which is kind of a cool shot. And then uh, we find out that he is on his way to go find Nikola Tesla, who is played by David Bowie. Yes. Yes. Crazy. Yeah, he's a pretty good actor. You might not have known that, uh, you know, what was, was it? Cat man? Cat people. <laughs> cat people. <laughs> no, I knew from cat people, man. I knew this guy was a genius when I heard cat people. Everybody could watch cat people. But yeah, he first gets to the town. He's like, oh, the whole town has electricity. Right, the hotel manager tells him that he's like their first guest. Of the season? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Anja asks if he can like get up to the the place where Tesla is. And they're like, oh, it's closed for experimentation. And he's like, yeah, I know. That's why I'm here. Yeah. Duh. Dummy. <laughs> I think I came here to just relax in your hotel. Andrea tells Tesla's assistant that he came to ask about the machine that Tesla built for Borden, or that he thinks he built for Borden. 
mm-hmm. um, the machine that allows him to do the transported man trick. And the assistant's like, no, he can't help you. He's pretty just like flippant about it. Just like, bye-bye. And Andrew goes back to the hotel. He's all disappointed. Um, and then Andrea has a diary that he stole from Borden. And he's sitting there trying to decode it. And it has like a, a passcode. Yeah, it's an enigma code. Um, it's like four letters? Five. Five. Oh, yeah, because, well, we'll get to that. Um, and by reading Borden's diary, we go back to the very beginning of the story. Like, this is, like, the beginning of the beginning, which is when Angia and Borden are, like, working together. Right. They're just, like, scrap puppets. They're playing the, uh, the crowd, the volunteers. They're not Mm -hmm. even, they're all magicians yet. And, like, their big trick is making Anja's wife, like, disappear in this tank of water. And Anja and Borden are, like, pretending to be audience members, and they come up and tie the knots. And, uh... Because, you know, they would totally let some stranger tie a knot on some girl's wrist. Right, of course not. trying to escape. (laughs) Um, so they like drop this curtain over the tank and she slips the knots off of her wrist and she escapes. Um, how does she escape? Do we actually know that? Um, I think they, God, I don't know. I think they kind of explained how the lock works on it. Right. And Cotter, are you sure it's not Cutter? I'm going to look up a YouTube video. It looks like it's spelled Cutter on this thing, but but it's. I'm pretty sure I heard Cotter the whole time. Okay. Um. It's okay. He's always it's like. Thing we pronounce I'm just gonna call him Michael Caine because that's just that's just I can't say that wrong. Um, he's always <laughs> stage right behind the curtains and he always has an axe yeah. in case something goes wrong. And good, the axe does. Right. Should have brought a sledgehammer. Right. The two times that we see the axe in this movie, like it doesn't save the person in time. Well, why doesn't Why doesn't he have a sledgehammer? Oh man. I don't know, Ian. So I'm gonna bring this axe in case I need to break this glass, or there's a tree I need to cut down somewhere. Like, come on, man, don't skimp on your tools. Just buy the sledgehammer and the axe if you need to cut down trees. At this point in the story, Angia and Borden are like they're not friends, but like they're not enemies yet. Uh. They're frenemies. Sure. Um, and Anji is worried that Borden uh, is going to use a knot that's going to be hard for Julia to take off. No? Nothing to say about that? Okay. <laughs> yes, you're correct. And um, Borden like thinks that he's like better than Anji because he's not afraid to do like dangerous tricks. And he wishes that their boss would do more dangerous tricks, like a bullet catch. Borden keeps saying that he's come up with this trick that's going to be his masterpiece. Um, Cutter sends Angie and Borden to see a Chinese music... Ma- wow, I was about to say musician. A Chinese magician. <laughs> I don't remember his name. Um, to figure out exactly how he makes this like goldfish bowl disappear under this cloth. That's like this guy's big trick in his Whoa. show. He makes it appear from the. He puts the cloth over it and he pulls it up, and there's a goldfish bowl. Right. The water's completely still. And they both just kind of marvel how he makes. How the guy just makes it his life to walk around looking like an old man. But really, that's just how he walks so he can hide the goldfish bowl between his legs. Right. I think, um. I think it's Angia who's at home and he's like trying to hold the empty goldfish mm-hmm. bowl between his legs. Like he's right. trying to figure well, he, out. He really admires the guy for. Right. I think they both do. Life. Yeah. Yeah. To an extent, but I think Angia definitely latches on a little more. Um, yeah. You know, you see his 
obsession problems come out later. That was a big theme in this movie. But Borden's the Don't one obsessed with Borden's the one who figures him. out how it works. Does he? Yes. I don't even remember that part. Borden's the one who figures out how it works, and he goes back to Cotter, because Cotter was like, I bet you can't figure out how he does this. And he comes back, and he's like, I figured it out. And his, like, prize is that he gets to go be on stage with Milton during a show. And that's the one where they do the bird in the cage trick the first time, um, where they make the bird in the cage disappear and then reappear. Um, and the little boys in the audience. Where's and his brother? <laughs> he gets all Fucking upset. Him, little boy. Yeah. He gets so all just, upset and. Like, oh, you're so smart. It's not going to bring the life, the bird's life back, is it? Borden tries to track down uh, the little boy and uh, the woman, uh, his aunt to console the little boy and we meet Sarah. And then he goes backstage again and we realize that the bird in the cage did die because uh, we see the dead bird and uh, he just like tosses it in the trash. Mm. And Borden and Sarah. Well, there's there's a part right there where he's like, oh, you're you're the lucky one today, he says to the alive one. Oh, yeah. Um, which, is, which is funny oh, because of what happens to yeah. later in the movie. That's true. I didn't even like think about that as foreshadowing, mm-hmm. but that's really cool. Yeah, that's a little weird stuff like that. Yeah. Like yeah, dude, this movie is so trippy. Um, and then, of course, Borden and Sarah start their little romantic relationship. Right. Um, she lives in a... A shithole. Totally. Like, what's paint? They <laughs> haven't painted this thing in a hundred years. The walls are practically rusting. So the next thing we see is they're doing another performance of the underwater escape, and we see Borden tying knots around Julia's hands, and he like starts to tie, mm-hmm. and then he stops, and then he does something differently. Um, you mean you don't you don't know what knots those were? You must not have gotten your knot badge in Girl Scouts. Girl Scouts don't get to do knot badges, Ian. I, did, I never got my knot badge. I didn't know what knots they were either. It's okay. Were you in Boy Scouts? For a little, for a little bit. I didn't even know that. I remember making. You guys a tree- are finding out with me. I remember making a treehouse and making a little car for the derby thing that ended up being rigged and totally unfair. And why does everyone always screw me over in competitions? Moving on. Ian's really bitter. Okay. Um, and he holds lots of grudges. That's a lot. <laughs> Um, so Julia actually can't get the knot off of her hands underwater, and then Cotter isn't able to break the glass in time to save her. Yeah, <laughs> who would have thought? Also, Max. it seems like she's like pressing her face up against the glass when he's chopping at it. Like, shouldn't you be like trying to like I mean, push maybe. yourself away she's from it? Probably panicking, right? Sure, but she's trying to get out. She probably she probably could have been kicking the glass like oh that's true like had her back against no she should have had her back against the other side and pushing out with the feet is this whole podcast just going to be like what you should have done in the emergency situation well, that's what she should have that's done. what we were doing with titanic too that's, that's what i would have done that's what Angie actually and we said that done. about shoshana too when we talked about inglorious bastards we're just full of well, emergency situation advice just we know how to handle you know ourselves in a in a dangerous situation we, right we would never panic we would we would definitely react accordingly julia dies in front of all of these people like in front of this entire audience uh milton's their boss's show is like destroyed after that basically mm-hmm. um and joe's obviously depressed because it's his <laughs> wife um and then during the funeral 
Which, like, okay, the funeral to me looks like it's in a creepy warehouse. Like, what was up with that? <laughs> I don't remember that. I didn't make a note of that. Yeah, didn't that's what me. it looks like to me. It's a weird building. We're not in a church. We're not in any kind of, like, it doesn't look like a funeral home. It looks like a warehouse. I mean, maybe maybe they're, was... like, trying to keep it, like... How much money Under was the guy making? Or something. No, I don't know, man. A fancy funeral in a church? Are you kidding me? You know how much that cost in Colorado in, in the 1900s? Well, he uh, skimped on the funeral. He's grieving, obviously. No, I think maybe it's supposed to be a secret or something. Oh. I don't know. It was a weird location. You should oh, go back and look I at remember, it. I remember now. No, it was like it was like one of those places where you get buried in the like yeah, I say buried, but you're you're just in the wall, right? Oh. Yeah. Okay. I think that's what that was. Yeah. I don't even know what you call it. Like a those. morgue? I mean, sort of. Is that what a morgue is? A morgue is where they store the dead people in, like, hospitals. And oh. Sometimes not necessarily in hospitals, but... Yeah, I don't remember what that thing's called. Anyway. It's like a crypt, but not underground. <laughs> and air-conditioned. <laughs> Warden, like, comes to the funeral for, like, five seconds... <laughs> Angie obviously doesn't want him there, so then Borden starts to leave, and Angie's like, what knot did you tie? And Borden says that he doesn't know, um, uh, which... Maybe because that wasn't, it wasn't that Borden who tied the knot. Fuck, what? <laughs> You're blowing my mind yeah, right now. He's the different Borden. He can't say, you that know... That makes so <laughs> much sense. Right. That makes so much <laughs> sense. Well, that's what I'm assuming anyway. I think that's, I think it was... I thought Borden, like, I thought either he genuinely, like, had some freak nervous moment on stage and mm -hmm. couldn't, like, <laughs> and just blacked out, uh -huh. like, while he was tying the knots and couldn't figure out what to do or something. Or he right, well, sabotaged them. Well, the guy who tied the knot probably tied the... the the knot he wasn't supposed to because of the look uh, he gives. What's her name? Sarah? He gives to Sarah before she drowns? No, Julia. Julia. Sarah, who's, who's Sarah's this? his wife. Sarah's Borden's... Yes, yes. Right. Okay, so... Okay, so... So the Borden who tied the knot was obviously going to be too, like, guilty and ashamed to show up to the wedding. But uh, the other Borden obviously feels terrible and wants to go... And, you know, try to say his piece or whatever and apologize and stuff. So, pretty, pretty sad. Right. And basically, this is the beginning of Angia's and Borden's big rivalry. Uh, so, they both go off on their own. Um, and Borden marries Sarah. And he starts to do his own act as the professor. And the big climax of his act is the bullet-catching trick. <sighs> Do you remember, man, you probably don't remember, but there was this guy, this was several years ago, several years ago, he was making this whole big fuss that he was going to do a real bullet catch, like, in his teeth on live TV. I remember watching it, like, as a child and thinking, well, this is obviously fake. Mm -hmm. But, you know, whatever. Right. He got paid for the commercials. That's all he wanted. Um. Dirty magicians. <laughs> now they can just, like, graphically alter it while they're doing it. <laughs> Live on, remember watching that video? Yeah. Um, from Who's Got Talent? One America's Who's Got, Got Talent? Talent? Yeah. Right. Borden tells uh, Sarah that the secret is that he already has the bullet in his hand. No, he, when he's, when he's stuffing it with the, 
the powder stuff or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever that piece is called, there's like a little hole in it. So he picks the bullet up out of the gun and then he drops it into his hand. You know oh, I mean? yeah. Okay. But the only thing that comes out of the gun is gunpowder, right? Right. Right. Yeah. Like the bullet doesn't. No, there's no bullet in there. Right. Yeah, he pulls okay. it out with the. I don't remember what that piece is called. Uh, but he's, he tells her the magicians have died during doing the trick because of audience members putting, like, buttons and stuff yeah. into the gun, which is just terrible. Right. That's a horrible thing to do. And then the very next thing we see is Borden performing in front of, like, this, like, really, like, rowdy audience. <laughs> yeah. Um, in a bar, no less. And, right, well, he isn't doing the gun trick at first. He's doing stuff with, like, the rings, you know, stuff that everyone <laughs> yeah. thinks is boring. Um, and then he, like, pulls out the gun, and everyone's like, yeah! That's what you want! He's pointing at everyone. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he asks for volunteers, and then he hands the gun to this guy in the front row and so when you see this guy can you tell him can you tell that it's him right away or did it take you a second it took me a second i knew that was him because i've seen the movie before well no i know but like the first time you saw this did you realize it was him when you saw him or did you think think this was like i mean it's kind of expected um his his wife gave him the whole spill about her not wanting him to do it because it's dangerous and stuff right i thought i thought for sure that he was going to get like murdered shot but i wasn't sure like i had no idea that it was going to be angia yeah okay did you think it was going to be angia or did you think that's not until i saw his face i'm I'm sure i recognized him it's it's hugh jackman man i love that (laughs) (laughs) um and he comes up to volunteer and he knows the trick and he puts a bullet into the gun yeah like a bullet and what thought did you tie boy (laughs) (laughs) kind of like <laughs> and his answer is still I don't know, so I guess it's that same Borden. You've messed with my mind well, so much now. I would say it, it's hard just to say which Borden is at that time, but obviously he's not going to tell him the truth or anything, even if it was the same Borden. That's true. He just doesn't know what to say at that point because he has a gun pointed at him. Right. Andrea shoots him, blows like two of his fingers off. Well, like, doesn't someone bump him or something? And something starts happening around him. Doesn't he get bumped or does he just try to shoot him? I thought he just shot him. Oh, yeah, the guy, the other Borden runs over and like slaps his hand after something distracts him. Yeah. And that's what makes him shoot the gun? Yeah, he slaps the gun and then he shoots the gun. Oh, I didn't remember that. Okay, after that, uh, yes. Uh, after that, Sarah really wants Borden to quit magic. She's like unhappy about him keeping secrets and stuff. She can tell that some days he loves her and some days he loves magic more. And he basically, you know, he admits that it's true. Mm-hmm. And uh, it sort of becomes like a little game between them where like she says, oh, today you love me for real or today you love magic more. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't seem like, at first when this comes up, it doesn't seem like something that she's genuinely, like, resentful about. It's, like, something she kind of accepts mm-hmm. at first. Sure. Isn't that what you do early on in a relationship? You accept someone's major faults. <laughs> but as time goes on... Uh-huh. <laughs> Whew. <laughs> um, Angie had to start... Decides to start performing as the great Danton, um, which is a name that I forgot about that scene. His wife earlier in the movie suggests to him, and he's like, oh, it's too boring or something. He says, 
French or too French or something. Uh, and he gets another lovely assistant uh, named Olivia, who is played by Scarlett Johansson. She's beautiful. Typically. <laughs> um, Cotter comes up with a new version of the disappearing bird in the cage trick. And they don't have to kill the bird. Yay! Yeah, and it involves members of the audience putting like their hands on the sides of the cage and stuff. Um, He's wearing like this Iron like Man suit. suit. <laughs> yeah, like this kind of creepy looking suit. Um, but the bird gets to live, so I guess it's not that creepy. <laughs> Thank God the bird lives. And so he does the trick at his show and he's telling everyone, he's like, I'm going to do it differently than the way you've seen it done before. Um, and of course, Borden comes up in disguise. Now I know that it's Borden this time because now I've like, you know, I'm privy to the whole... The whole thing. And um, Andrea recognizes him when he puts his hand on the cage, but he's not able to stop Borden from, like, messing up the machine. And it, like, malfunctions, I think, is what happens. He crushes it. He crushes the cage and the bird with it. Okay. And so he crushes the cage with the bird in it, and the bird dies. The other volun like, the woman who was also volunteering, (laughs) like, her hand gets messed up. Yeah, and she has blood sprayed on her. (laughs) <laughs> bird blood. Jordan's nightmare. <laughs> no, bird blood isn't my nightmare. Just the birds themselves. Just birds themselves are my nightmare. Um, and then the theater owner cancels the rest of Angie's shows. It's kind of unfair, man. Like the, the fan obviously needed to be disciplined here. Why is it they can just show up to each other's magic, magic shows and completely screw them over? Nothing bad happens to them. They just leave. Yeah. Andrea goes to this, like, show that Nikola Tesla is doing about his new coil shocky thing. Mm -hmm. And, um, Borden's there. But then there's, like, technical difficulties with the show or something? What's happening? Um, Tesla isn't agreeing to coming out because of something or another. I'm not even sure. It has something to do with safety issues. I'm not even sure why Tesla's in danger. There's, like, a hint that him and Thomas Edison have this thing going against each other. Mm Mm-hmm. Not sure if that's historically accurate, but I mean, you know, they were they were competitive with each other. They were both inventors and Right. Angie sees Borden in the crowd and they both leave and he follows Borden and sees that he's all happy with Sarah and his new baby mm-hmm. and he's super jealous and, you know, pissed off because Borden's basically responsible for Death his wife dead. being dead. And now we see Angie a little bit later trying to meet Tesla to talk about the transporter machine. The We see this really cool scene in the field with all the light bulbs. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. Super cool. And he's like, oh my god, it's real magic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, electricity was always sort of thought of thought of that way for a long time. Right. Which, I mean, you know, it, it really is. We're obviously desensitized to it. We don't, we don't mind seeing a 30-story building completely lit up and stuff. That's not going to shock anyone today, but seeing seeing something like a small-ass town where every house has a light, I couldn't do it. I couldn't live back then. I'm ruined. Um, so then we see Borden uh, has this new trick called the Transported Man, and um, Angia and Olivia are trying to figure out how he does it, but they can't. Cotter thinks that he's using a double, but Olivia insists that it's not a double because of Borden's hand and that you can see the damaged fingers through the glove. Angie and Cutter decide that they're gonna do the trick, but they're gonna do it with, like, an actual 
double. They find this guy in the bar who looks a lot like Angia, except he's a drunk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Angia and Cotter decide to copy Borden's trick, the transported man. Filthy plate. Um, in his version, Angia drops through a trap door and falls onto like this big padded cushion. Doesn't seem very... Right. And then, meanwhile, the double, uh, Root walks out of the other cabinet pretending to be Angia. Does a swell job, too. Yeah. Uh, Caesar. He's a drunk, but he can perform. Yeah. Um, they call their act the new transported man, and everyone's just okay with that. Yeah. And it's a pretty big, big success. I guess that's kind of the business, is just that all these magicians are constantly trying to, like, <laughs> show each other up. Um, I don't know if you remember that guy... I forget I forget his name, but he made a he made this whole big deal about he was gonna he was gonna show all the different magic tricks that no one really knew how they worked. He was gonna reveal them, and he did on TV. It was like an hour and a half special, and he just was just showing everyone how certain tricks were done. He ended up getting sued pretty hard. So oh, yeah. interesting. Because I guess it wasn't like his right to reveal it. I don't know <laughs> because people had trademarked them or whatever. I don't know. Hmm. I'm really not sure how the, the world of magic works. Okay. Only thing I, I've, I've only learned, uh, everything I've learned in that field was taught to me from Arrested Development. Angia decides to send Olivia to work for Borden and spy on him to get the secret. Well, yeah, I mean, it was pretty, it was pretty hardcore, right? Yeah. Uh, Olivia, who's in love with Angia, doesn't like the idea, but she does as he asks, and she goes to Borden and becomes his assistant. And to gain his trust, she tells Borden how Angia's trick is done and offers to help him improve his own act. Um, Angia's having problems with Root because Root realizes that he can control Angia because he's necessary for his biggest trick. So he starts demanding money well, Borden, like, approaches him in the bar. Right. It turns out that Borden's been influencing him, and Cotter thinks that Olivia probably betrayed them. Um, Borden's version of the transported man is getting better, and now it includes one of Tesla's electricity machines. The Tesla coil? Mm-hmm. And Cotter convinces Angia to stop doing the trick. Uh, or he tries to. Well, like, they start, their whole rivalry just starts getting more and more violent. Borden's right. um, obviously kind of winning. One night, Root just isn't there at all. And uh, when Angia goes through the trap door... The cushion that normally breaks his fall has disappeared, and he breaks his leg, I think? Yeah. Um, And he has to put it in a cast. Right. He watches Borden pop out of the other trap door that Root normally goes out of, and basically Borden proceeds to humiliate him. Uh, He, like, ties him up and hangs him on the stage. He's got to... Like Not he, he doesn't hang him like hang him hang him. Well, he's like yeah, he's hanging from a rope. He's right. not you know dying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, and Don't he's like, he has like, street. he's like holding an ad for Borden's act. I mean, that's like the best advertisement I've ever seen in my life. Right. I have to say. Yeah. <laughs> and then Borden runs out of the theater to go do his show. So what if Angier had fallen and not broken his leg? I mean, I guess he still couldn't have done much. Yeah. He could have tried know. to run after Ang- or after Borden, but he just would have, you know, gone on up. It would have been too late. Uh, Angia confronts Olivia and she insists that Borden's trick is accomplished using a double because she's seen all the makeup and wigs lying around. Right, which Angier says it's just him, you know, living his, his, his magic or whatever. Right. But really, that's for him and his double to, right. s- to swap off the wigs and the, right. the goatee and stuff. Uh, Angia is questioning Olivia's, like, loyalty to him, and she gives him Borden's diary. Um, but he still needs the five-letter word to do the, the... The Enigma Code. Yeah, the Enigma Code. And, uh... Watch the imitation game with me. You know what an enigma is? Yes. <laughs> the Imitation Game is a really good movie. Yeah, I've seen it twice. That's the first movie I think we saw together. Oh, wow. Pretty sure. <laughs> uh, Angia oh, and Cutter. So sweet. Yeah, they like kidnap his dude, right? Yes. Put him in a coffin. And like nailed it. Nailed the coffin shut. Oh, yeah. they, ba- they. And then they buried, buried him. him. Yeah. But he got him out somehow, right? Well, yeah, because when, when Borden goes to meet up with Angia, he's like, you know tell me your secrets or whatever and then he gives him a shovel well he's like is he still alive and he gives him the shovel he's like how fast can you dig and he starts digging him up fuck yeah scary very scary and Connor was in on that like what the hell they can dig up a guy they buried alive fast enough but they can't axe open the 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 glass right ugh okay sledgehammer always buy a sledgehammer instead right um Borden writes down the one word which is Tesla which decodes the diary um and suggests that he's using like teleporting using the machine Tesla built uh Angia leaves for America to track down Tesla, um, and Carter stays behind. They, like, test out the... They test it on his hat, but it doesn't... It seemingly doesn't work. Ow. Um, we see Borden's, like, personal life kind of falling apart, because he's having an affair with Livia, you know, or at least that's what we're led to believe at this point in the movie. His, like, marriage with Sarah's just deteriorate... I promise I could say that word. (laughs) His marriage with Sarah is deterior. I can't say that <laughs> word, obviously. Deteriorating. Deteriorating. <laughs> uh, and then Sarah hangs herself. 
Yeah. In his workroom. That's pretty brutal. I mean, you know, you got a kid, man. Yeah. Um, in Colorado, Andrew gets to the end of Borden's diary and he realizes that Olivia actually did betray him. Uh, she was in love with Angia, but since he used her as a spy, she knew she didn't have a future with him. She gave him the diary to prove that she's loyal to Borden now. The last like part of the diary says that Tesla was the keyword, but it's not like the secret to the trick. So then they're testing the machine again, and they test it on Tesla's assistant's cat, and they test it, and like nothing seems to happen to the cat. Angie leaves, but then while he's outside, he hears another cat, which is when he finds all these hats that have been yeah. appearing in this like forest Pretty behind creepy. the the workshop or whatever yeah pretty creepy seeing all the hats just laying around too it's cool it's awesome yeah it's kind of uh symbolic of all the angiers that are to come <laughs> and go yeah tesla and his assistant keep working on the machine but then edison's people like burn the place down or try to yeah like they burn it down um i don't understand what happened to the guy's shotgun he pulls the shotgun a shotgun on Angier, but these guys show up and he's not—he's not prepared, man. <laughs> she gets some real security out there. That electric fence was nothing; uh, they just kicked it down. But Tesla leaves that giant, like it looks like the wardrobe from Chronicles of Narnia. <laughs> That's what I kept thinking every time I saw it—the giant wooden box. Um, he leaves it at the hotel for Angia, um, uh, but he like says in his note if it were me i'd just destroy it mm -hmm. um, but, he, but he doesn't right correct <laughs> uh he takes the he box back to england and he reunites with cotter uh he wants to perform again when he does the trick now he's zapped with electricity from tesla's coil he disappears like you really can't see him um and then he reappears up in the balcony and like gets the audience's attention over there. The show's like a really big hit and Borden's like confused about how Angie's doing it. Um, all he can tell is that it definitely involves a trap door, but he doesn't know what's going on under the stage. Um, and so he sneaks under the stage and like we saw in the prologue, but we see it mm -hmm. again now and he watches Angia fall through the trap door into the tank and drown. Um, and we know that Borden didn't have anything to do with it. He actually tries to save Angia's life in spite of everything. Right. Cotter runs down backstage and he gets the wrong idea, which is why Borden gets arrested. So Borden's in his cell and he finishes Angia's diary. The like collector guy comes back again. Borden's just really pissed off that like his daughter's being involved in this at all. Which I mean, fair enough. I sort of had this theory when we were like at the beginning of the movie that like, Maybe we were going to go farther into the future in the movie, and we were going to see his daughter become one of the assistants. Oh, that's um, true. Yeah, I kept thinking that, but it never happened. Not necessarily his assistant, but just like an assistant yeah. to somebody and like be involved in the game in like that uh -huh. way. But nobody, we don't make it that far. Borden tries to give him the transported man secret, and then the guy's like, yeah, you know what, never mind, and still takes his daughter away. Yeah, I don't really remember that scene. 
Yeah. Um, he says something like, mine is better. Like, he doesn't need Borden's secret anymore. Oh, yeah. Cotter figures out that Angie is alive and realizes that he doesn't even care about framing Borden. He said that he figured out the secret to Angia's version of the transported man and he thinks he went too far. The other Borden comes to visit Borden at the cell, but you know, in disguise, and gives him like the rubber ball, or Borden, or the one in the cell gives the other one the rubber ball. Yeah. 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 Borden in the cell gives, I can't remember what his disguise name was. Um, the guy with the glasses and the beard. I think it started with an L. <laughs> yeah, not sure. We see Borden being hanged. And then we see the other Borden go to face Angia. Mm -hmm. And he shoots him. So, here's my question. Uh-huh. Why doesn't Angia expect another one? What do you mean by another one? Well, he, he figures out the secret that Borden's got a copy of himself why doesn't it why doesn't he suspect the other ones out there and he's gonna come for him he thinks he's just one because he's got the one does he think borden is doing the same thing he's doing that yeah he's i think he does i think he genuinely believes that that's just the way to do it i don't right. even know if it's occurred to angia right because as to soon as his copy keep his clone around right because as soon as his comes out the first time he panics and shoots him in the chest right yeah and that's the difference between Angia and Borden. Right. So Angia finally realizes that the secret of Borden's transported man was that Borden had a clone. Um, he tells them that one of them loved Sarah, one of them loved Olivia. They both lived like half mm -hmm. of the life. Um, and they never told anyone, including obviously Sarah and Olivia. Um, they show the original Borden chopping off the other one's fingers. Um, it's gotta be a real bonding moment. Right. And Anjia, who, like, really his whole goal was just, like, the glory, um, you know, obviously went to far more terrible extremes. Uh, every single time he did the trick, he created a double of himself and then killed the double. Um, or, well, he never knew if it was gonna be... Uh, him or the other one which so does that mean you're not real sure how that works so does that mean that the angio we even see at the end of the movie isn't necessarily the right. one we started yeah, out with i don't know that it's crazy yeah and, i don't think he knows that right anymore. um when he like dies angio falls and he knocks over like that lantern and starts the fire that like burns down the machine and all the evidence um, and then we're back to the, the trick from the beginning with Cotter and the birds. Um, and he, he says the whole thing about the, the pledge, the turn, and the prestige again. And he tells Jess, before the audience will clap, you have to bring the disappeared man back. And then Borden shows up. Mm -hmm. And she, like, runs into his arms, which is really sweet. Yeah. And that's... The end of the movie. How'd you, how'd you feel? I feel really complicated about it. Mm -hmm. um, I really liked it. I feel like it's very rewatchable just because there's so much going on and there's probably things that the second time around you would take in more because you know right. what's happening. There's something missing and I can't 
figure out what it is. Like, there's some... You're narrowing your eyes at me, disapproving me. There's something missing, and I'm not sure what it is. Maybe it's just, like, I feel a lack of sympathy for the characters. Like... Feel a lack of sympathy? Yes. Even Borden? Even Borden and, like, Sarah and his daughter. I mean, I do care a little bit. Um, there's something about, yeah, I mean, yeah, even Borden, because I just can't get behind the idea that keeping the illusion alive is more important than his actual life. Like, all the stunts, like, the bullet catch, and, I mean, really everything that he's just willing to go through to be the best magician. Yeah, well, we... That's, that's how it really was back then. A lot of magicians were putting their lives on the line. To, yeah. To get... I guess... To fill up a... Uh, I enjoyed the movie and I totally... I was enthralled by it and uh, definitely into the mystery of it. And I found the tricks entertaining, but because I just can't understand motivation behind certain things, I couldn't really get behind any of the characters. Mm-hmm. But I liked it. Like, I did like it. I really enjoyed it, and it definitely rattled around in my brain for a few days after watching it. Overall, I'll give it a 7 out of 10. Not bad. Not bad. I was expecting worse. Uh, well, I have to say I love almost all the characters in this movie. All of their personalities are sort of revolving around the same thing, which is, you know, the show and the showmanship and the secrets. Um, how each individual character chooses to live their their life based on how they revolve around around these things it, it each shows shows how each of them so for instance angier is obviously one of the more obsessive maybe of, of them all you see how he's 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 the extreme personality you see how he goes after something and he won't give up and he's willing to give up pretty much anything yeah uh, it's, it's interesting how in the beginning of the movie he's the one who doesn't want to do the knot that's going to be more dangerous mm-hmm. for Julia. But then in the end, he's the one doing the really, like, right. dangerous thing. Um, you, you see him go from sort of the the normal good guy and Borden's sort of the cocky uh, weirdo who's just, you know, there to mess stuff up. Right. But as it goes on, I mean, like you said... They, they all have faults. Like, they both have pretty big faults in their personality, which is, to me, is what makes fictional characters really good. I think if you, if you love a fictional character, they weren't made real enough. Um, hmm. If you dislike things like that about them, it's, it's more realistic to me and more immersive to me to be able to judge them like that, to say, like, like I really like this guy, but I don't fucking understand why you're doing this. That makes you know that just that just pulls me in more. As long as it's realistic choices they're making, and and I think they do in this movie. Uh, he, he, he Angier shows his obsession uh, through magic by going through any means necessary to be the best, which Borden doesn't have. He's obviously obsessed with his job and you know willing to neglect his his family and personal life in order to get on top, but he's not willing to make the ultimate sacrifice. 
uh, like Angier's doing. So we, we sort of we sort of start to see, at least in my opinion, Angier's the sort of good guy and Borden's the kind of bad guy. But it slowly starts to turn around right. uh, towards the end. And then you start seeing Borden, he's like cheating on his wife and he's doing all these weird things and you, you're just like, man, what, what, is, what the hell's wrong with this guy? By the end of the movie, you realize that Borden's probably the most, you know, uh, amiable person. He's the most the good. Team. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, the real Borden, the Borden who was married uh, to Sarah. Mm-hmm. He, he loved Sarah. And, right. You know, he, he wanted to have a life with her. But he didn't love her enough to be honest with her, which I'd say, pretty big problem. Right. Well... It just comes back to his his life revolving around that, and you know that was her big problem was the secret keeping and stuff like that. But yeah, I don't know I, I like the way I just like the way like I said like they just, they just revolve around the plot and they stay the, they change but they're the same person throughout the whole movie. I mean Angier changes a lot after his wife dies, obviously. Uh, all in all, I had this I had my rating ready before I happened to see the IMDb rating, which is the same, and that's an eight and a half out of ten. All right. I really like this movie. Seen it no, probably half a dozen times. All right, and it's not to say that I, I didn't like the characters because I did like the characters. I just wasn't invested mm-hmm. in what happened to them. Like if any, like if any of the characters had died, I don't really feel like that would have elicited any kind of emotional response sure. from me. Sure, I don't. I don't think you're really supposed to feel bad for them because they obviously do it to themselves with with the obsession. Right. You know, that's what, what Cotter's saying the whole time is obsession's a terrible thing. It'll make you do horrible things. And no one wants to listen. No one who's obsessed with something's going to listen to advice right. about obsession. I would say that Cotter's the best character, but he did participate in that yeah. burying He's, the guy a lie. He's sort of in it for the money. Uh, right. But, I mean, he has a, a moral He stance, has a conscience. Obviously. Right. Kind of. But I he, don't know. He doesn't mind getting his hands dirty. Right. Like he says. Like he says to Angier. Right. Alright, well. Now what? Now you tell me what the next movie's gonna be, and I'm kinda scared. Okay. The next movie that we're going to watch, I wanna change things up. God. By bringing it more current, because the three movies we've watched have been kind of historical. Something that's a comedy. My expectation going into this movie is that you're not going to like it, but I'm going with it anyway. Uh And honestly, this isn't one of my favorite movies, but it's a movie that I've been in the mood to watch. It's a movie that I enjoy, and it's pitch perfect. (laughs) They sing in this? Yes, they sing in this. It's a musical? It's... I wouldn't call it a musical. There's musical performances in it, but the music isn't, like, telling the story. It has Anna Kendrick in it, who I really like. Yeah. See you guys next time. Uh, We'd really love it if you guys would like and subscribe to us on iTunes or SoundCloud. Jordan would love it. I don't give a shit what you do. A rating. Um, and we also have an email address for people who prefer to communicate by email. And that's does that anyway? Please watch this with me at gmail.com. I am Jordan Marissa 11 on Twitter. I'm Ian Christian 91. All right. And we're going to get the goodbye right the first time this time. Okay. Well, it's one, two, three, go. Okay. Ready? Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye.